podcasting excellence, namely Howard Stern. By the way, that's what's so great about podcasting is the same thing that Howard Stern has grown into, like whatever it is, $500 million contract with, yeah. with Sirius. It's like that intimacy. Like yeah. you're, you're there with him. You're having this really intimate conversation. With Was him. that coming from a public radio background kind of a reality check for you? Did you assume that everybody kind of knew what a podcast was? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, in, intellectually, intellectually, I knew that not everybody knew what a podcast was. And intellectually, I knew that there were lots of people out there for whom this was a totally foreign concept. But yeah, it was, it was a bit of a reality check. It was just one reality check among, you know, <laughs> sort of several hundred that were happening every single day. But yes. Right. Uh, well, so what kind of research and how do you even go about researching the potential growth of podcast listenership? You must believe that there are a host of ears out there waiting for good content. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. So, so what you do is you take data that's out there, and, and then you try to extrapolate trends from that data. And the data that we knew about were, you know, sort of like domestically in the United States, how many people listen to the radio. And it's a lot. It's like 240 million people listen every week. They listen for 10 to 12 hours a week. And then you extrapolate. So, you know, so most of that listening happens, happens in cars, but as cars become more capable of playing on-demand digital, you figure like some percentage of those people are going to start listening on-demand, the same thing that's happening in TV. And then you add on top of that the fact that now everybody in the world essentially has a, has a smartphone or, or an audio-capable phone anyway. And we're all walking around with earbuds wherever we go. So there's all this additional time that is available for listening that wasn't before. So, so that was sort of, it wasn't like we had hard data. We had, a, we had a story that we believed that was constructed from data. And so if you were to project out like five years, what do you see as the podcast listener numbers? In the U.S. alone, um, I, I, I hesitate to say, uh, but right now it's something like, I don't know, 40 million people have listened to a podcast I don't know. I, you know, in five years, could that double? I, I think easily. So, you know, about 10 years ago, not quite 10 years ago, I was working for a little public radio station in Maine, and uh -huh. I did this story about podcasting along the lines of like, wow, there's this thing people are doing in their basements, and they're making a living at it. And they were probably making a couple thousand dollars a month, maybe, maybe right. in ad revenue. Mm-hmm. And that's probably still true for a lot of podcasts out there. I mean, a lot of those original 10-year-old podcasts are still new, new episodes are being put out. But that kind of $2,000 a month thing is not what you're talking about, right? No, no. I, well, I mean, I think some of those podcasts have grown into legitimate businesses in an enterprise that employs people and pays health care. And I think, you know, sort of one of the quintessential stories along those lines is, is is Roman Mars and, and uh, the podcast 99% Invisible. And his podcast is a kind of about design in our lives. Right? It's about design. It's, a, it's sort of a story, narrative-based podcast about design. It's really cool. Like, it's a, great, it's a great podcast. But also, it is the example of sort of like a, a, you know, sort of a guy who started in his basement or whatever and, and has grown this enterprise into not like a huge thing, but like he's got a staff now of a couple people and they're paying, you know, they have salaries and they have benefits. And, and, and I would imagine that it's going to continue to grow. And my, my hope was to sort of like be, be an incubator for, for 
people like that and help get their audiences bigger so that you don't have to take five years to do it, but we'll pay you the salary right now and we'll grow it together. You know, we can sort of do it in a matter of, of months, get to that sort of level. And if we do that a bunch of times, then we're talking about a, a fairly large scale business. Yeah. And one of the things that going back to that story about discovering podcasts nine years ago, when I imagine the majority of podcasts out there, I don't think of Robin Mars. I think of poorly recorded idle conversations that are not terribly interesting. And mm -hmm. people seem to really want higher quality podcasts. How much is that quality control, that production value, part of what you're setting out to do? Oh, I mean, that's our entire our entire strategy. We're doing something that I don't think anybody really is is doing in in the space right now, which is for our first three shows, we we come out of the gate with a, a staff of uh, three people, <laughs> you know, and we're we've put an editorial system in place where we go through several edits before they come out, and the editorial side to me is the is the most important thing. So the um, kinds of stories you're telling and how you're telling them. The kinds of stories we're telling and how we're telling them, and and sort of the care.